Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Alison Lattermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, in the podcast uh, room here, the temporary room, it's pretty... Uh, it's kind of toasty, but the rest of the office, it's uh, kind pretty of chilly, freezing, yeah. pretty frigid. Yeah, it's the time of the year where like, it's getting warmer outside, but the air conditioning is already on, and it's a little too ambitious. Right, and there's somebody in the office who's always hot, you know, so you got to turn it down for mm-hmm. them. And then there's somebody who's always all tiny and keeps space heaters on underneath their desk yeah. and piles on the shelves. And then there's that one guy that's bringing in frozen corpses of, like, dead rich people so that they can be thawed out, like, centuries from now in the future when they've created cures for their various ailments. Right, right, the that cryonics guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, so that's the topic of today's podcast is, in fact, cryonics, death on ice. Yeah, and this is... Uh, I mean, this is a pretty snazzy uh, topic. It's been in the news pretty m- a lot over the like past uh, decade, especially, and uh, and it's all over sci-fi. It just you know, just the idea of people people freezing themselves when they die so they can live forever. It's kind of morbid, but right, it's also right, right, right. Neuromancer. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what the was... Tesser Ashpools, the the clan, yeah. the main clan in there. Yeah, they're all like frozen up in the orbit, right? Yep, and yep. all just crazy as a rat in a coffee can. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So just to refresh your memory, cryogenics is just the area of science that deals with what happens at really low temps. It doesn't just deal with us humans. Cryonics is the technique used to store human bodies at really low temperatures with the hope of one day reviving them. And it is being performed today, the the freezing part, that is, not necessarily the reviving part. But the technology is really still in its infancy. And here's the really interesting thing that stuck with me when we were researching this is that you don't have to freeze your whole body. You can, in fact, just freeze your your head. Yeah. Or if you want to get more reductionist, you can just freeze your brain. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, this is a, if anybody's watched Futurama, you know, there's a whole deal with, like, celebrities, and they're, they're, they're just these, all these heads in jars. So in the future, you can go to a museum and meet, like, past presidents in there, you know. Do they talk? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they talk. You know, yeah. even people who are clearly not... Uh, uh, preserved and frozen you know it'll be like uh, like people like george washington will be a head in a jar <laughs> and then it'll be the beastie boys so why are we so interested in this well uh because it's it's at one it's one of those topics that it that it wants it's one of those topics that is yes it's kind of ghastly and gross and and uh and bizarre but it's also a chance at immortality yeah, it's it's a it's a shot at preserving life or um Postponing death. Yeah, yeah, preserving the human mind, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's all about like cheating death. It's it's kind of like the modern equivalents of the um, of like the pharaoh going into the pyramid, you know, like based on the best information at the time that he was getting from uh, the priest. That you know, if you go into this pyramid with all your stuff, then you're going to be set for the afterlife. And this is kind of uh, like a scientific take on it, you know. Where it's like, hey. Some people would argue it's not very scientific. Yeah, but, but we'll but get into that. But it's using the, the it's employing the science. Is, is, you know, whether whether the, the science actually backs it up completely, and you know, we can get into that. But but they're they're making a scientific argument for um, delivery into uh, what is essentially the afterlife. Some scientists are interested in it, like astronauts, for example. This would be pretty handy if you could freeze a couple of astronauts for a long distance journey to another world. Yeah. Um, if you were 
if you happen to be suffering from some incurable disease, you could just go into the freeze until the cure arrives. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Burns and the Simpsons. Do you remember that one? Uh-uh. Where um, it was the one where Lisa is like in... Uh, it's like if Lisa gets to see what her future is going to be like. And, and Mr. Burns, the evil boss, you know, yep, has yep. been uh, has been frozen until medical science can create a cure for 17 stab wounds to the back. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about was I wonder if this could be a facet of a witness protection program in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's because in a way it's, you're in trouble. It'll just freeze you until. Yeah. Put the ice on him um, and then he can wake up uh, sometime in the future when it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I read um, the American Cryonic Society offers the quote-unquote ultimate privacy option in which your attorney handles all the details and the society doesn't even know your name. Oh. So you can be frozen anonymously. You're just Corpse Sickle 3. Or it wouldn't be 3, it'd be more like uh, 100 and something now. Because uh, according to those guys, they're really stacking them up. So the tricky thing about cryonics, of course, is that you have to, your heart has to stop beating in order for this procedure to be performed on you. It can't be performed on someone who's still alive, legally speaking. Yeah, because that would technically be murder. Yeah, obviously. Thanks. <laughs> That's a good point, Robert. A, you know. <laughs> so you have to be legally dead. And what does legally dead mean? It means your heart stopped beating. Not totally dead, as in brain death. We have an article on brain death, which I read and mm-hmm. got sidetracked in when I was researching this. So brains can survive, according to our article on brain death, for up to six minutes after your heart stops beating. So it's really interesting between the time your heart stops beating and your brain cells start dying, there's this sort of purgatory. Yeah, well, window of opportunity anyway. Yeah, Yeah, right, exactly. And this is where the cryonics people jump in. And after the heart stops beating, there's some cellular brain function that they think may remain for those precious few minutes. So cryonics preserves that cell function so that theoretically the person can be resuscitated in the future. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're, say, a struggling actor at a pizzeria. And you see like a family with a bunch of breadsticks on the table and yeah. they like totally get up and leave the breadsticks when they go. It's like if you can swoop in and get those breadsticks before they come and bust the table, window of opportunity. So let's get into the process of freezing a body. Say you're interested in joining a cryonics facility. Well, you'd have to pay an annual membership fee. And this can be in the area of $400 a year, or you can just get it all over at once. Because what if your estate isn't taken care of? What if your person who um, is the executor of your estate, you know, loafs off and decides to spend it on something else. Well, you just pay up front, essentially. Yeah. A I lot mean, of money. We're talking long-term planning here. Like, you, I guess you could have, like, if you're just rolling the dough, you could have uh, some sort of an account set up where the interest off of your massive amount of money, um, you know, goes to pay for your yearly fee. It's kind of like uh, what, when you have those condos and you have to pay for, like, the lawn. I'm sure. Yeah. No, no, but what the like the association fee. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, and uh, some of the organizations that's cracked me up offer discounts on fees for students. Yeah. So if you're a struggling student but are still interested in chronics, you can start now and just pay a discounted fee. Wait, but you'd have when you have to be dead, like that's you're not really struggling anymore at that point. Well, I think they offer payment programs. I think that's oh, okay. the idea behind it. Unless in that you're 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 not brain dead, so like for six hundred years or however long you're frozen, you're still having that dream <laughs> about uh, about how you didn't drop that class in time. Right, right, right. You're showing up naked for a test. That's the worst. Um, So the first step is joining this facility and paying out some cash. But then things start to get interesting. When your heart stops beating and you're pronounced legally dead, then there's an emergency response team from the facility, and they spring into action. So the problem here that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. is, what do you do if you die an accidental death and you're kind of stuck? 
And what happens? Does a cryonics company refund your money? I would hope that you would have like a voucher, you know, that it's like, if I'm not able to use it, then I've got like a, you know, a, a, a freezing voucher that I can pass on to somebody else that I care about. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's just my idea. I have no idea what they do. Right. So the team springs into action. And the first thing they do is they stabilize your body. They're supplying your brain with enough oxygen and blood to preserve minimal function until you can be transported to the suspension facility. So at this point, they put you on ice. That's a lot of ice. Yeah. Uh, and we're just talking normal ice here, uh, just to cool you down. Um, and uh, then they also inject you with an anticoagulant to keep your blood from clotting uh, during the trip. And then a medical team uh, just awaits the arrival of your body at the uh, cryonics facility. And that is when the actual freezing begins, when you get there. You can't really just put people into a vat of liquid nitrogen because the water inside their cells would freeze. Mm-hmm. And when water freezes, it expands, exactly. and then your cells would be in bad shape. They would shatter. Yeah, anybody who's ever, uh, you know, put a glass of anything in the freezer has observed this. Now imagine that with the whole body. That's not good. Not good at all. So the cryonics team must first remove the water from your cells and replace it with this funky mixture called a cryoprotectant. It's a sort of human antifreeze. Yeah, and the goal here is to protect the organs and the tissue from forming those ice crystals um, at those really low temperatures. Yeah, you don't want your organs to get freezer burn. Yeah, so this is called uh, vitrification, deep cooling without the freezing. It puts the cells into a state of suspended animation. Next, your body is laid on a bed of dry ice until it reaches the temperature necessary, which is roughly around negative 130 degrees Celsius. And you, you can only imagine it looks really gnarly at this point because it's like a, like a haunted house. It's like all that dry ice is smoking and your corpse is sitting on top and they're, I'm, I'm just saying it probably looks pretty cool. Yeah. So that completes the vitrification process. Also, what is with the name? That is not a very attractive name. I don't know. It's, you feel okay with it? Well, it's kind of, it's, it, it sounds like it's got that V, that strong V, like vigorous, you know, it's like it Vital. doesn't. Yeah. Vile. Anyway, the next step is inserting the body into an individual container that's placed into this huge tank filled with liquid nitrogen at a temperature of around negative 196 degrees Celsius. And check this out. They store you head down. So if there's ever a leak in the tank, your brain stays immersed in the freezing liquid. Oh, that's good. And if there is a leak, they do check to see if there are leaks periodically. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, you know, they crack the the, the vat open, uh, you know, a um, couple of millennia in the future. And they're like, oh, well, only his feet survive. <laughs> The other thing is you're going to have some company in your container as a lot of people, well, not a lot, but a few people are typically stored in a container. Hmm. I bet I bet if you paid down, you know, some more money, you could probably get a solo tank. Totally. If you're just like super, you know, weird about that kind of thing. So now that you're all handy and frozen and upside down in the tank, how do you revive someone? Well, you don't. And this is where the cryonics problem starts to get a little... Messy. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's like a gamble, really. It's, uh, it's saying, hey, uh, we're gonna go ahead and, uh, and chill this out, and eventually, science is gonna catch up with us, and they're gonna be able to do something with it. Yeah, in a weird way, it's sort of a faith in science. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, That's again, a nice it's, it's like applying the, the, it's applying science in the same way that, uh, one might have applied a religion in, uh, in ancient times. So, a couple of points in Cryonic's favor, if you're considering this, Living organisms can be and have been brought back from a dead or near-dead state. You have things like defibrillators and CPR bringing back accident and heart attack victims all the time. Yeah. And then you have uh, other organisms that can, quote, freeze themselves. Like the wood frog. Yeah. yeah. The wood frog is awesome. So it can deal with freezing of up to 65 to 70% of their body water. 
It can maintain a minimum body temperature of negative six degrees Celsius, and for four weeks it can stay frozen. It's pretty good. I'm impressed. So, what helps the wood frog to survive the freeze? Well, one of the responses promoting the tolerance in these frogs is uh, they're able to redistribute the water within their body. So, all that water that's normally found all over the tissues is concentrated within the lymph system and the colon. Oh, cool. So they just, yeah, they, they repurpose it to areas that aren't going to be damaged by that crystallization process. Exactly, exactly. And the other cool thing about the, the wood frog is it has this inherent cryoprotectant in the form of glucose from liver glycogen, and then it can quickly make and send it to the rest of the body. So this happens really fast. Oh, cool. So is it, so basically the, this uh, is a creature that has evolved to uh, deal with, uh, with cold spells. And, uh, and so it can survive cold spells. Yeah, and it has good company. There are about a dozen different reptiles and amphibians that can freeze themselves, according to Miami University Department of Zoology. Hmm. So maybe we should, like, I'm just going to throw this out there, maybe we should be looking to uh, the uh, continuing evolution of, say, Canadians? Or, uh, you know... Any- <laughs> Siberians? Yeah, anybody living in extreme temperatures, you know, nature's eventually going to catch up. Just quit turning on the heat and ruining things, you know? So one thing reassuring about uh, about all this is that we can freeze uh, certain uh, human materials. Sure. Say, uh, embryos and semen. Most definitely. That was an interesting thing to look into while we were researching this podcast. Yeah, human embryos that are frozen in fertility clinics are defrosted and implanted in mother's uterus, and they grow into, you know, totally normal human beings. Yeah. It's a great example we can put of, of us putting life on ice and then, in a way, reviving it. Right. So if I were considering cryonics, I would think that would be something that would point me in its favor. Well, we can do it with semen and embryos. Granted, yeah. it's not a human body. And the argument there is that the human body is enormously complicated. So mm-hmm. it's one thing to uh, de-ice semen or embryos, but it's another thing entirely to de-ice a human being. Yeah. But I guess it, it seems like a natural progression. Um, a complicated natural progression. Yeah, a complicated one. But like, uh, take for instance... Um, uh, being able to freeze organs for transplant. Like right. you might think, all right, uh, that's a very practical means. You know, if we could, uh, you know, somebody that loses, um, you know, dies, we harvest their organs and then we can put them on ice uh, to make sure that they are ready when somebody needs them or that they can be transported to the person who needs them. Uh, and that would be, you know, a na- an actual need that would uh, lead to better uh uh, freezing techniques. Right. Well, they are put on ice now, but yeah, the shelf life of them is so fast. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to move it instantly, get that kidney on ice and bam, right. send it to the recipient. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the U.S. courts haven't quite figured out what to make of chronics just yet. Did you see that news story I sent you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one from uh, Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The uh, Iowa Court of Appeals has ordered the, uh, the family of a deceased uh, man to exhume his body so that his previous wishes to have his head frozen by an Arizona um, cryonics uh, company can be met. Yeah, that was during the Which, Iowa de- Independent. This seems kind of like, because how long has he been in the ground? You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of over at this point. What's the point of freezing it? Yeah, the story goes on to say that he died in February 2009 at age 81. And prior to his demise, he'd entered into this contract with a cryonics company called Alcor Life Extension Foundation. But his his uh, his brother and his sister didn't want to do it, and so they had him buried. And the appeals court said, "No, no, you got to dig that guy up, and you got to stick him in the cryonics facility." Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds like those breadsticks have been bust. You know, I mean, there's. I don't. Uh, I mean, unless I'm missing something. Um, and the ground's really cold there. Uh, that one's kind of uh, done for. Yeah, but. kind of odd. 
So this is pretty cool. Um, I was pulling up some uh, some different statistics, and I think you, you were looking at this, these two. Um, the Cryonics Institute has a bunch of uh, uh, comparative uh, procedures and policies on their website. Yeah. So you can look at like some of the different uh, different places you could have your body frozen. Yeah, you can shop around for yeah. the best deal. So there's like there's Alcor Life Extension Foundation in Arizona, American uh, Cryonics Society in California. Cryonics Institute in Michigan. Uh-huh. Creo Rus in Yeah, the Russian one, uh, yeah, right? The Russian one. I saw that. And uh, and then there's Suspended Animation Inc. in Florida. That has a nice ring to it. Yeah, it's sounds... I wonder if they do anime there too. <laughs> it's it does it sounds kind of uh Um I don't know, it's, it sounds like something out of a novel. Um oh and then there's uh Trans Time Inc. also in California. So California is a hotbed of uh getting your body frozen pretty much. Um but they have all this other stuff on there too about like all right which ones offer, you know, uh just the head um or you know full body freezing um you know what what kind of prices are involved and this there was one that was pretty that I was kind of eyeing because it had uh, <laughs> had some uh like it wasn't that much per year like I think they had like the yearly cost down to yeah, like Trans Time and uh, Chronics Institute, uh, they had it down to like, like one is like $96 for yearly fee and the other one's 120 And of course, it still takes an enormous amount of money to, to, to get frozen to begin with, but it's like, eh, you know, 120 a year, I'd probably, you know, spend that much on, I don't know, beer or something, you know? Indeed. Well, not beer, but I don't know. Fine coffee. Yeah, something. Caffeine to keep you awake during your podcast? Yeah, definitely on caffeine. Yeah, so for the price of like one year's worth of coffee, I could have my body frozen until they figure out how to uh, restore me and like put me in, in like a new android body in the future. Or you could have the exact opposite done and you could be burned up, Robert. That's right. For a lot cheaper. Yeah, or composted. That's going to be the next big craze, they say. Human composting? Yeah, yeah. There's actually a whole deal about it um, in uh, actually Mary Roach's uh, stiff book. Um, kind of like Body Farm? Um, kind of. I mean, it's basically operates along the principle that, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, to, I feel like today's generation, a lot of us are like, uh, like I feel it's like I'm, I'm, I would be like telling my parents and I'd be like, like, I think, you know, being buried in the ground would be a waste because I'm taking up like valuable, you know. Real estate. Real estate. It's costing money. And then what am I doing down there? I'm just, you know being kept in like this artificial state, you know, and still decaying when you could just burn me. Right. And that'll be a lot clearer and simpler. Um, but then there's this new movement saying, well, no, actually you're, cre- you know, you're creating emissions when you burn a body and you all this fire, et cetera. And right. It also keeps it, it requires a lot of energy to yeah. keep the incinerator up yeah. at that temperature. And then if you have, you know, if you have any fillings, et cetera, you, know, you might have some, you know, something in there that, uh, that burns up and adds to the pollution. Um, so there are people that say, hey, what would be more natural than just simply becoming a part of the earth again? You know, you're buried. And they have these these green burials, you know, where... The, Six feet under. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they talked about it in there where not much is done to the corpse. Uh, and you just, you know, you're retaken by uh, the ecosystem. And it's actually a lot like, uh, I believe they do that in Tibet. You've probably seen the pictures where they take the body and they leave it up on the rocks for the, uh, for the, um, the scavengers. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know... That's all about, like, continuing the natural cycle, the complete opposite of freezing yourself so that robots can rebuild your body in the future. But go for it if that's your thing. Don't let me talk you out of it. Yeah, so I think that wraps it up for death and death on ice in particular. 
If you're curious about death or cryonics, we have many articles on both. So head on over to the homepage and type in cryonics or brain death or how dying works. Molly Edmonds wrote a really good article on how dying works that I liked. Yeah, 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 very interesting. All the processes that are going on in it. Uh, hey, and we also have um, Facebook and Twitter accounts now. We sure do. Yeah. There's stuff from the Science Lab on Facebook and lab stuff over on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, you should be able to put uh, put lab stuff into either, uh, and that'll bring you right to us. We'll keep you updated on uh, what we're talking about, what we're podcasting about, what we're writing about, and uh, just what we find particularly amusing. Like today, uh, I ran across this uh, awesome link from like 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, about this Japanese mixed martial artist who started talking about like how he would like seriously want to like um, have a fight with an alien and how he might carry it out. Excellent. Yeah, it's amazing. So if you want to write to us and let us skip some of the writing, send us an email at sciencestuff at howstiffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.